This is the Amateur Fanboy Podcast with your hosts, Chase Aguirre and Mike Ertaza. Today we have a fun and interesting topic where I'm going to let actually Chase just talk, and it's going to be a rant, and I'm pretty sure you can guess what it is. Go ahead, Chase. All right, so the Lakers lost again last night to the Clippers, and... At this point, the season's over. We can all get, we can all say that as Lakers fans come to the conclusion: the season's over. This, there was probably no chance that they were coming back starting in the second half after the All Star break. It just did not seem like this team had that urgency. The urgency was never there after LeBron's injury. The the urgency has just died, especially with Lonzo Ball also going out right about like a couple weeks before the All Star break, or like a month before the All Star break. So all that kind of came into all the reasoning why we're here where we are right now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start at the very beginning with the offseason and how everything kind of, how we got here. The, the, we'll call it the Los Angeles Lakers, how we got here. Okay, so the Lakers started off, everything was great. They got LeBron James. Everything looked freaking fantastic. LeBron James was a Los Angeles Laker, and man, you could not say those words enough, and it would just not be the best thing ever. But then the rest of the offseason happened. Rajon Rondo got signed to a one-year deal. Lance Stevenson got signed to a one-year deal. JaVale McGee got signed to a one-year deal. And all these guys on these one-year deals. And Magic Johnson and Jeannie Buss and Rob Polinka's goal was they were basically looking at the looking at how LeBron played in Cleveland. And they basically looked at that and said, you know what? We're not going to go that way that they went with surrounding with shooters. We're going to surround him with veteran pieces and leadership and grit and grind guys. Because that's the way you build a LeBron James team. Spoiler alert, that's not how you build a LeBron James team. As we have clearly seen, even when the team was playing well, they just, they could not make their shots. Their jumpers just would not go, like they did not have the adequate shooters to make this roster around LeBron James function to how it, really how it honestly could have and should have probably performed by the time it was all said and done. But that's for later. We're going to go into that at some point, but. So then the trade deadline comes up, and you have all the kids getting offered in these trades, and Magic and Rob putting these trades out there and all these offers out there to the public, whether that was leaking from inside or whatever, it came out in public. That was also a death sentence the minute it happened. You already have a team full of one-year guys who are trying to get their next contract so they could care less about this team going forward, and now you basically took the young core and basically said, here, you can have them. We don't really want them that bad. We would trade them all for Anthony Davis in a heartbeat. Which, don't get me wrong, it is a business in the NBA. But you cannot come out and basically tell your players, hey, suck it up. It's part of the business. Like, that does not work. It just does not work. And you cannot allow, you cannot allow how you want to build the roster and how you want to keep the cap space to affect that. And they let it affect them. They essentially said, you know what, we don't believe in the young core past this year because we will willingly trade them in the minute they can for a superstar. That doesn't bode well for how the rest of the season will play out. And since we've seen, this team has basically checked out. The Lakers have checked out since, I mean... I would probably put it as early as Lonzo Ball's injury, but maybe even a couple weeks before that. When LeBron James went down, this te- and after that game, 
the the heartbreaking loss to the Kings on that last second shot by Bojan Bogdanovic. That was basically the nail in the Lakers season. They lost all momentum after that, and it basically ended any chance they were ever going to have of making the playoffs. So now let's talk about the reason why the roster is the way it is. Magic Johnson, Rob Polinka, Jeannie Buss, something's got to change. This front office has possibly, since they've taken over, other than signing LeBron James, Anthony Irwin, I was listening to his Lockdown Lakers podcast today, and he basically said, listen, Rob Polinka and Magic Johnson basically put this roster together in spite of everyone else. Basically saying, hey, we can put the roster we want around this team and it will work and we will make it work and we're the Lakers and that's what we do. Instead of realizing, look, LeBron James has been his best when he's surrounded by shooters. So you don't want to not put shooters around him. And that's exactly what they did is not put shooters around him. So what are you saying when you go about constructing that roster as as the way you did? Are you basically saying, look, I feel like we can construct this roster how I want it and everything will happen because we know better? Like that just does not make sense to me. This something has, I'm not saying Rob Polinka or Magic Johnson or Jeannie Buss needs to go. But what I'm saying is somebody... And Anthony Irwin and Harrison Fagan talked about it on the podcast. Someone needs to come in and help them. Someone needs to come in and show them how to run this thing correctly. They need to bring in somebody from inside that knows more than what they are currently doing. Whether it's the outside or the inside. I mean, Jesse Buss is really good. He's really good at player development over uh, for, the, for their D-League, um, the South Bay Lakers. I mean, he just... He... He just, just something about this this front office that just needs to change. Something that needs to happen for this for this team to go forward and learn from what it made the mistakes it made this offseason, and not just basically hope. Hey, we're the Lakers, Lakers socialism. We're gonna get we're gonna get whoever we want. We're gonna get you know, and we're the Lakers, and we'll do what we want. Like that's not gonna work anymore. At some point, you have to understand that the NBA is basically surpassed all that. Players nowadays want the contracts. They want the big deals. They want to be wanted. They don't want to be just like, hey, you know, we can have you because we can have you. Like they want like you to there to be your number one priority. And when you basically have your line on every free agent, that's that's not gonna work. Like not many free agents are gonna be like, oh yeah, I'll go to the Lakers because they're the Lakers. They're gonna look at other teams that are offering them from the get go that that's the guy they want, like the Clippers with Kawhi. And they're going to go there, and that's where they're going to sign because of that. So I don't know that the Lakers necessarily need to get rid of their front office, but they definitely are going to... The front office is going to have to look itself in the mirror and just be like, how can we do better than we did this year? Because this year has not cut it. Even at the trade deadline, they went and, they went and traded for Reggie Bullock. They traded Ivanka Subach for freaking Mike Muscala. Like, Why? You gave up a promising young center who now basically is the reason you don't have a big man. And for what? A guy that can maybe shoot the three. Like, if you had signed the guys in the offseason that you needed to sign, we wouldn't be here trading Ivacha Subach for freaking Mike Muscala in a draft pick. Like, what are we doing here? What is, what are we doing? 
This is unacceptable as a Lake as a Lakers fan. This is absolutely unacceptable. This team has been good for so long, even leading into what the 2000, 2010, then their last finals. Like it's not even a decade ago, and this team was in the finals, making the as far as 2013, making the playoffs. How did we get in five years to this dumpster fire that we have right now? I I, I don't know. Obviously, Luke Walton's gone at the end of the year. That's without a doubt happening. He's gone. So my my plea to the Lakers is fire Luke now. Get it out of the way now. Bring in an interim coach if you want. And get your guy at the end of the year and and make a, make an adjustment because this team is not has given up on Luke. This if you be, unless you want to tank the rest of the year, which at this point with Ingram being down and Kuzma going down last night and Lonzo being out probably for the foreseeable future, there's a chance they may never win another game this year or win maybe a couple. So I mean, sure they could go that way, but why not at least give this team some new life and see what the, you can get the best out of it going into next year with a different with a guy that no ties to it whatsoever that knows you know. Hey, I might be done at the end of the year, but someone that's a new voice because Luke Walton has not gotten through to this team at all. Since the All-Star break, I mean, three, four weeks after LeBron's injury, like maybe a couple weeks after that, like they basically have checked out. There was a point where all the veterans in the um, locker room got in, in Luke Walton's face and and basically approached him about it. Like, listen, like we don't like the way that their rotations are. Like, called him out. Like, when you have players doing that, you gotta know something's up. They are on one-year deals, and I get that, but something's up at that point. You have to, you have to adjust, and it kills me to say that the Lakers just have not adjusted to any anything that like no desperation, no urgency. LeBron came out and said he was gonna start trying and start at fake play mode. They're two and six since he said that. Like, I, I just don't know what to do anymore. I'm. I want to be positive, and, I, and there's still a very slim possibility. Like, hey, they go out, they get their guy in free agency. They don't have to trade for Anthony Davis. He possibly may becomes an option at next year's trade deadline when the young core with the second superstar builds, whatever. And then you go and make that push, and they make a run of the championship the next two to three years. But what are the odds that Anthony Davis will actually get traded to the team that they want, that he wants to go to? The odds of that are not likely. I'm not saying he's going to go to the Celtics because I think you're less likely to deal with Danny Ainge. But some team's going to make an offer, whether it's the Raptors are a very well possibility. I mean, like they're probably going to lose Kawhi. So they're going to make a shot at, you know, offer Kyle Lowry, whatever. There's going to be a team out there that's going to think, hey, if I get this guy in, we can get another piece around and we can make a run. So it's not a likelihood that Anthony Davis ends up in a Laker uniforms until 2020. So that's the third year LeBron. So this year... If you cannot get a second star, you need to build a solid rotation. Leave open a max cap space if you want and sign a bunch of guys to like two-year deals, two, three-year deals that at least will be here until LeBron's gone. So you at least have a core to help him while getting him that second star. Because right now, this team is basically a bunch of one-year guys other than the three or four guys of the young core, your Hearts, your Kuzma, your Lonzos, and your Ingram. Other than that, every dude is a one-year deal. Um... I mean, they just got to make that something's got to happen. Something has to happen this offseason that that changes the course of where this team is currently going. And I don't know that they have 
the necessary ability to do that on their own, I think they need someone to come in and shake things up. Someone to, you know, there. I I would not even be, mind if they brought in um, if they got rid of uh, Polinka or Magic and brought in David Griffin. David Griffin would be a great option for them, and he would be a great front office mind. With LeBron, he was the best in Cleveland. I mean, you just you got to get somebody in there that makes sense. Somebody that isn't there just because he's a great Laker great or a former agent of Kobe Bryant. Like, you can't keep the, doing this with these guys or have ties to these guys that you are, know and love so well from the past and hope that it's going to continue to build in the future. So, I don't know what they're going to do moving forward. My guess is as good as your guys's, but, man, it's a rough time to be a Lakers fan right now. And yesterday was about the breaking point for me and... I just had to to go off a little bit today and and basically voice my uh, my my opinion on this team and this team I know I've known for a while that this team is not great and wasn't great after LeBron got hurt and it looked like it was probably gonna be a miss a loss of a season but I did not think that this team would just flat out give it up like it has. I think my breakdown here is as a this is a person that's not a Lakers fan. I think the Lakers fan had too much aspiration with LeBron coming. I think they expected him to, you know, he's LeBron. He's been in eight straight finals. He's going to get us there. Um, The whole whole adage, LeBron can take any team to the playoffs. Well, it does work if you're in the East. I feel like... No, that's the thing. It was working in the West until LeBron got hurt. Sure. LeBron LeBron getting hurt is the biggest reason why this season is the way it is. The biggest reason. Going forward... You look at your front office, their biggest issue is they're too much pro player. They yeah. need to step away. They need to stop listening to LeBron. The reason they brought most of these free agents is because of LeBron, not because they just signed a bunch of one-year deal players. These are players that LeBron reached out and wanted to bring to the team. But also, I think LeBron knew that this was in a championship year. He had said from the beginning he's okay with you know wasting a year and, and getting a star next year. You know, And Magic even went out and said, you know, Next year, you know, if I don't bring a star, another star, then I'll quit. I will say Magic, I think, stays. I don't know about Polinka. I, I don't think it would hurt to get rid of him and get somebody who actually, you know, is in the business. That's actually David Griffin. Run. David Griffin. I, I'm not sure if it's David Griffin or not. I'm not sure. I don't know if it's David Griffin or not, but I'm just saying he's I'm out there. I'm not sure if David Griffin would want to come. That's the thing. Oh, he if, would. He, he, LeBron and him are best buds. Yeah, the, he would want to come. If he's running the show. That's the same issue he had with Cleveland. The owner and him did it, not click. If Magic Johnson doesn't allow him you, to do his job, I tell you job, right now, Magic Johnson will let. If they get if him Magic there, we'll Johnson let him do his lets job. him do his job, then but that means he needs to hire the coach himself. That's fine. That's what that's what they want him there to do. That, we'll that's see. My, that's the whole thing I'm saying. That's what the that's basically what I said in that entire 13 minutes was. They need to find someone, whether it's Griffin, whoever, and get him in there. To, if not, they help to, him at needs, least do he something. Needs to, whoever they get needs to run the team. And the good thing with Magic, though, he does have that. That people want to come play with him, come play for him, and that's 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 a good thing. And see, LeBron is there. See, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna well, go. let me finish. You had okay. your th- rant I for know, thirteen but minutes. I got something else, man. Go for but it. But I think LeBron's to blame. Magic's to blame. I think if Lakers fans are to blame because they thought they were gonna be a, a championship year, yes, yeah, 
They thought from the beginning. You said it. You thought they'd be able to compete versus the Warriors. And they and they did until LeBron got well, hurt. Well, they didn't. Things happen. And, and this they, is another the Lakers thing. would be a top three seed right now if LeBron never if, got hurt. And, and, and if, you can and you can well, take that it did. As, well, you can't you prove want. anything because it didn't happen. Well, I, I'm just saying I'm they were saying. they were a fourth seed before he got hurt. But it didn't happen. So okay, that's it, fine. That like it didn't so happen. Long. But that doesn't. At the end of the day, the Lakers are going to contend for a title in the next two to three years. It's about LeBron staying healthy. Hold on. Hold on. If they don't get a star this summer, they don't need a star. They just need to build a roster no, around freaking LeBron James at shooters. A star. The Warriors are going to lose. In the Ke- West, the Le- Warriors are losing Kevin Durant and possibly Draymond Green. They're going to have literally Steph and Clay. They- the Warriors are not going to be the same. Then they're going to lose Buggy too. The Warriors are not going to be the same team next year. The Lakers, the West is going to be wide fucking open next year. The Lakers just need to build a team that's ready to compete and give it their all, and they have as good a chance as long as you have LeBron fucking James on your team. To go do that. Well, I mean, you could say that list here and it didn't work out. Well, because he was hurt for 18 fucking well, games and Lonzo Ball's hurt. All The, the Lakers have, have not had a, more than a two-week stretch in the last three months where a player hasn't been hurt for at least a End of the weeks. day, if they don't get a star, I think it's a bust. I'll tell you right now, if they don't get a star this year, it's not the end of the world. I do. I think you need to compete now. Of course now. you do, Mike. You're a Warriors fan. But the Lakers are going to contend next year whether they get a second star or not. What I part think, of that don't you understand? That, I just went on this rant about this. That's... That's I. This this is where I think you're wrong. I think they need to get a second star this season. If they don't get a second star this year, don't I think get they're me wasting wrong. LeBron's time. I think LeBron made a mistake coming here if they don't get a second star. Where uh, that and that's the other thing. The people that say, "Oh, he could have gone somewhere else." Where was he gonna go? That was gonna be a still a legit contender after the Rockets would have had to strip half their team. They wouldn't have Clint Capella. They wouldn't have PJ Tucker. They wouldn't have any of those guys. Wow. They would. It would have been Chris Paul, Rich McCollum, and LeBron. And with Chris Paul missing half the year like he has, it would have been James Harden and LeBron. And LeBron doesn't play defense. James Harden hasn't really played defense. So how would that go? The war- the Lakers were the best option for LeBron when he well, signed. It, it wasn't because it's of just... It's his best option because he was he has off-the-field aspirations. Yeah, and that's fine. But he still wanted to be a court. Laker because he's because he wanted to be a Laker. And he likes the franchise. Sure. He, I mean, he, he wants, who, doesn't, who doesn't like the most historic franchise in NBA but, history? But, but what you... What, what gets convoluted in all this is that LeBron did not come here just because it's LA. If it had been Orlando Magic and they had 16 titles and Magic Johnson was on the show, he would have get to he would have went to Orlando. He went because the Lakers organization is a good organization. So the Lakers need to now show that they're a good organization and build that roster around him. Whether they get a second star or you have to trade maybe for a lower tier guy or you bring in a bunch of shooters that can actually shoot and and build a team around him. The Lakers will, as long as they do not do the same thing they did last offseason, which could very well happen, I will admit, it could very well happen, and I'm banking on them getting a second star. But I just do not see how the Lakers in the next three years do not contend. I think regardless, if, if all if, if a whole team stays healthy, regardless, and this is this is not being a Warriors fan. This is being a a a overseer of sports. I love sports. I love free agency. I love the aspect of that. And I'm all looking right. as a they look. They're gonna come out and they're gonna try. They're gonna push if and get a star if it's AD or if it's a player coming in free agency or they, it's another option. They're gonna get a star. I don't think if if they don't get a star. I think in in Magic's mind he failed. I think he's gonna get a star, and I I, I guarantee it's a, it will be a star. I'm not sure who. I think they're gonna get somebody. I don't. I think if you, I don't think they're just gonna build again. And yeah, this time they should have. This past season they should have just got a bunch of shooters. That's what they should have done from the beginning. And yeah, they should have got a bunch of shooters on cheap one year deals. That's what they should have done. Yeah. I'm not sure what went through their mind. I don't know why they signed Rondo. 
If, if, if they sign Ronda just to help Lonzo, that's, you know... That's bullshit. That's bullshit. I think um, McGee was a it was a Flyers a bench player. So who? But then they go and they trade their center, their young center, the so only, that this the, guy can get more time. The which only is bullshit. The only signing that I actually liked was Javale McGee. Until he got hurt a little bit, he was really really solid. I think he's a Lance good, Stevenson, Rondo, Beasley especially did not make any sense to me. I to me I I still believe that McGee is a great you know off the bench you know player. He's better that he's a he's a start he he can play starters minutes but he was just not put in the right situation and Luke didn't stagger his lineups correctly. I think at the end of the day more than likely they're just going to get a new coach and they will try to get a star and if they don't then they better get some damn good shooters around uh, LeBron. There's going to be plenty of I've looked at the free agent list. There's plenty of options for the Lakers to build their but roster around next year. I think the like you've said the biggest and we're about to finish here cuz we're going on 20 minutes but um I think the biggest issue was being so public about the trade. I'm not sure who leaked this stuff to the reporters, but being so public and ended up keeping the players is the worst thing you could do. I think if you're so public, you better get rid of them. I just don't know how it got out public. And at the end of the day, whoever, whoever, whatever, whether it was Magic and all them leaking, whoever it was, I mean, they did their players a disservice and the Lakers are paying for it now. And I'm not sure, and there's rumors about agents don't want to sign players to the Lakers because of Palinka. They have bad relationships. I think that's a bunch of bullshit. I think you're, if a player wants to play there and they're going to pay them, they're going to go. I don't think it matters who who's running the team. Moving on to the NFL, there's been some cuts today. Um, we'll start with Rams cutting Mark Barron um, there and their center, John Sullivan. Um which makes it quite interesting because I think John Sullivan's more of a hit. He is a very high high IQ, um, very smart player. Uh, he is old, and he was getting paid about six mil, so it makes sense. Um, and then Barron, I thought the writing was on the wall last year, um, and they also saved another six. I think it comes out to like thirteen million that they save, um, which makes me think they're going to be aggressive again this off season. Um, and then the Ravens cut Eric Whittle, um, the Chiefs cut Justin Houston, or they're about to. They, I'm not sure if they cut him yet. The Texans cut Kevin Johnson, um, the first-round pick a couple years ago. Um, he was on his this. He was going into his fifth-year um, $10 million option, so that makes sense why they cut him. Um, I think, and that's... We talk about the Cowboys a lot, but... You don't have to. I think Eric Whittle, I think he fits very well with, you know, they have a, a free safety position that is needing, and I'm not sure if they're going to pay Earl Thomas. And I think Eric Widow would fit in very well. He played good last season. He is slowing down, but I think he, he's a great leader. Um, I think that'd be great to play in, in the Cowboys' defense. Um, I, I think if the Cowboys cannot get Earl Thomas because whether he doesn't want to take less money or he doesn't want to, you know, he wants his money, then then that's definitely a good get for the Cowboys if they can go out and make it happen. Um, I would love it. Um between him, Landon Collins, and Earl Thomas, one of those guys being a cowboy this year would be uh, would definitely be very make me very very happy. And with Landon Collins, it's a it's interesting because the Giants announced today they're not going to franchise him. They're going to let him walk. I think it's a huge mistake. I think Dave Gittleman and I, and I thought last year when they hired hey, him, any Giants mistake is a good one in my Cowboys book. But, but yeah, Dave Gittleman, I thought when they hired him, he was going to be a good GM. And to be honest with you, I've only liked one move that he's done. I like Will Hernandez, who he drafted. I thought Saquon. Um, I thought they should have took Sam over Saquon, um, even though Saquon was off, you know, offensive rookie of the year. But if but, if but, Sam ends up being a good quarterback, he is, you know, worth more than than a, a great r- running back in my opinion. But 
Um, I think letting him go is a huge mistake. A 25-year-old all-pro safety. Yeah. I think I, Collins, and this is the difference between, um, he's an in-the-box in safety where Old Thomas is mm-hmm. out, you know, is a deep safety. I think they're, it's a couple of different positions, but, um, like, I think he's going to have a huge market. He's going to have a huge contract. No, I know. I, I Like I said, the Cowboys are going to have to pay up if they want somebody. Even Eric Whittle, who's probably going to want, you know, a pretty No, I think amount. Eric Whittle's actually going to get, I think he'll take like a one-year, two-year deal on but, a cheap contract just but, to but, get a championship. But bottom line is the Cowboys got it. They have to make a move or two. This they have to they bring in to. a new safety at, at that yeah. free safety whether, whether, position. Whether it's a draft or Earl Thomas or whoever, they, they, they're going to have to make a move there, so... And I just hope the Cowboys are aggressive. Like I said, I'm more hope- wishful than anything. But with the fact that uh, they're Earl t- with uh, Demarcus Lawrence still not having the contract yet, and yeah. So D Law is getting franchised, and apparently he may not show up until he gets a contract. And so that, and, that, and that's fine. It doesn't really it really won't affect the Cowboys until it gets to May because right now it's all off season. Well, I don't think it affects them until like you know. Well, I mean OTAs. Well, well July is when training the, camp. Well, July fifteenth is the, the deadline. But I mean like. But, like, really, it doesn't... Because as long as you still have a chance or a long time... Like, there's plenty of momentum towards getting a deal. They, this is literally a placeholder to ha- to buy more time. That's yeah. literally all it is. So I'm not tripping on that. But the quicker they can get him signed or at least get to close to terms, then they can start making their moves where they, they need to make them. They couldn't let him walk, I think. No, hell no. Even if they were... Even if they weren't going to re-sign him, I think... You franchise you him franchise and you trade him. I think they're going to re-sign him and at that, some point. And that's actually something I saw. Sorry to interrupt you, Mike. Um, but uh, Jeff Cavanaugh, one of the Cowboys beat writers, um, actually said, you know what? Hey, offer Tank a contract. If he doesn't take it, you go, trade him, <laughs> sign Timmy Jernigan, sign Earl Thomas, and you profit. And you move on from the rest yeah, of the Yeah, I way. would think they could probably get a first and maybe a second. Yeah, and then you use those picks and to possibly shore up other positions. Uh, maybe the like the Raiders trade one of their late first and then you know a second next year. When I think that would be value. Also, well, you know, if you look at Mac's contract, uh, at the end the, of what they traded for Mac, they traded Mac. I don't know. You probably get very close to that. I think they got two first, but they had to give up a second. Um. Um. But I think I think in the end, Demarcus Lawrence's contract is going to be somewhere between Daniel Hunter and Khalil Mack, right there, somewhere in between, probably about one twenty, one thirty for I the whole contract. So the Cowboys are going to pro- are probably somewhere in the one one ten range. He's right probably now. And, and his agent's probably going to want to beat Mack's contract, in my opinion. Well, if he thinks he's getting Mack more than Mack's contract, he's he's not going to be a Cowboy. Like, he, yeah. he, he should know he's not. If he if that was his idea of money, the Cowboys would have walked away and would have tried to trade. For I don't him right think now. he's that far off from Mack, so I can see why well, he's I, no. And I understand that, uh-huh. but they, but you know that the Cowboys aren't going to give him that kind no. of money. Like it's just not. It's just. It's all a dance, really. It's it's just a dance between agents. We're gonna offer what you know, obviously the top dollar they believe, and then negotiations start from there. And if you, you that's just how the negotiations mm-hmm. work. Yeah, it'll will be it'll be interesting to see where that ends you know ends up. Um, I I still predict he'll be a cowboy. Long-term. I'm gonna guess. I, I'm gonna guess they resign him. You know, I still think that's he's that's not. The end goal. You know, Jerry Jones isn't no. You know, Mark Davis. He don't have money. He has money. He has plenty of money. Um. So if he wants, it just depends on. Um, if they pony up for it, when are they going to pay Dak? And when are they going to, you know, I Cooper? Think I, and it's when they're going to, because they're going to pay him. I think Dak's going to get paid at some point. It just depends. It's this season. I hope, I think they should wait a year, in my opinion. Um, I think he needs to prove that he deserves a $30 million contract a season. Um, personally, I wouldn't sign him more than 20 right now. I give him another season. You can even franchise him if you want, because um, he still has, what, two years left on his contract? Yeah. Uh, who? Amari? Dak? 
Dak, yeah, he signed through uh, not this this season, but the next season as well. So yeah, I mean, you could force really, you could force this to finish out his contract that, and then franchise him if you really. And I think I would really push for it because at this at with this season, it's kind of the coaching staff's in limbo. Um, you really want to see how this works out. I think Cooper gets his contract. Um, I think Zeke will get his probably next season. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't get it soon, um, um, basically what I was gonna say is, I mean, how I think that how okay maybe this is how I want it to go and not necessarily how it will go, but I think you have Demarcus Lawrence and you get uh, Mari Cooper. You get those two guys by the end of this year locked up. Then you can go in the next offseason. You have Dak on another year. You can possibly you can uh, franchise tag him or not franchise tag him, yeah. but um, franchise tag uh, Zeke. Or whoever. I think Zeke still has. He still has even his fifth and year Zeke, option. And then you can even look at, like, um, there's probably another guy, like Byron Jones, probably you could probably, fan, or something like that. But they can always use well, that you, on someone else and then going into the, not this, uh, at the, by the end of next season, going to the next offseason, not this one, but the next one. Then you look at getting Dak and Zeke their money. And then you worry about uh, Byron and all them um, going forward. Now, moving on to Antonio Brown. Um, there's been some information today that. Um, basically, the, the Raiders are the only team in it, um, which makes me think the Steelers are going to hold on to them at least up to the draft. I, it's and and there was a report this week that the Steelers asked him to defer his two and a half million that's owed to him on March seventeenth. Mm-hmm. I, I really think this is going to go further. Uh, there was rumors that the Cardinals and the Broncos were interested, but they have there's now today saying that they're not interested. Um, and it looks like the Raiders are the only team interested. I think the top two teams in this right now are the Titans and the Raiders. Um, I think, realistically, those are probably your two best options. Because, look, he wants to get paid. He wants more guaranteed money. The Raiders have plenty of it. They didn't offer it to Mac. They got two first-round picks. They'll make it happen. So, I think the Raiders are probably the very top of that list. And I think, to be honest, I know Mike said it's probably not, he doesn't see him getting traded. Whatever. I think by by the time, by within the next two to three weeks, I think he'll be traded. I think I, 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 th- I think he'll be traded before April because I think the the Steelers need to know full well that he's not going to probably not going to command probably not going to get net them what they think he's going to net them and th- I'm not going to say they're going to have to you know settle for a second or third round pick or whatever the Raiders are offering but you know at some point you got to look at what what the possibilities are of you keeping him on the roster past a certain day. you got to be looking at to possibly refill that position with what you get for him for the draft and all that. And mm-hmm. you got to be looking ahead, and it's going to be really tough on him if they wait till the draft and, think, and, and keep him on the roster. I think if he gets traded before um, March 17th, it's to the Raiders, and oh, the yeah. Raiders are dumb and pony up a first. I think that's what happens. Um, but I think that's what happens. If it's not the Raiders, I don't think. And if it's past March seventeenth, there's no point for the Steelers to be, you know, to push this fast. They, um, I think they wait up until right before, maybe the day before the draft, a couple days before the draft. If if the Raiders don't, if the Raiders, like I said, if they pony up a first, which I think would be moronic for a team that's one of the worst teams in the league, especially for a team that looks looks like they're shopping dirt car and potentially you, getting des- a, desperate teams are the teams that make the deals. It's um, not usually for you know that. Like I said, I know you were bringing up the Saints and all these teams like that want to win now and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, those teams aren't going to offer what the Raiders are going to offer, and that's where the interest is. Which be. makes no sense to me. If you're a terrible team, I'd rather have a young player on a young contract. If you're not, if you're not competing for a Super Bowl this season, you know, it doesn't. You need to build this core. Your the team thing, is the, the ter- thing, your defense is terrible. The thing is, in the NFL, any team can have a year. Any like, there's a lot of teams every year that get a couple guys, and all of a sudden they go off. Like, who knows what 
The but rap, the difference the, is, though... happen with the Raiders. If they, the if they keep Derek Carr and Antonio Brown, that's really good. The difference is, though, um, those teams typically have some sort of talent. This team has doesn't have talent in a lot of different places. I, and I understand that. But, you know, the Cowboys didn't have the best defense and still made the playoffs. I, I'm not saying... How long I'm ago not, is that? I, I'm not saying Antonio Brown would make the Raiders a playoff team. But to just say, oh, they traded for him. They're going down... The, like, they said the same thing about Mari Cooper with the Cowboys. And I get it. You're going to say the Cowboys have more talent. And they do. But... The, I mean, the, everyone, everyone, everyone <laughs> thought that um, that the Cowboys were going to trade for more, and it was just going to go downhill. And they over, and look what happened. They made the playoffs. Like I, a player can turn around a team's sure. outlook like that. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm just saying you have to. Sure, know that I just that's an go option. down and I look at what the Raiders need. They don't have a running back. They, they but they need, can. They have two first round picks. They have plenty of draft. They three. Can, they can, like, they can literally. They use, can. Uh, like, no, let me get. They, they're probably going to be aggressive. This Le'Veon Bell is free agent. Like, they, like, they have a chance. But to, I just think to, for a, to do a monster. Thing. I just think they have. And I hate the Raiders. I think they have a need basically at all spots on defense. Well, without a doubt. I think now let me. If they're aggressive this off season, they go out and they they spend a ton of money, which I don't think they will. Um, I think. You know, I, if they do, I think they're overpaying for players. I think though, I could, I think they could end up with someone like Le'Veon Bell and then end up with. Oh like yeah, if they're, if they're if they're willing to give Bell what he wants, I think with good players, if you want them to come to a shitty team, you overspend on them. That's how that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how that happens. It's gonna yeah, be crazy. No, no, it'll be interesting. Definitely. I'm excited though. Um, and then uh, moving on. So um, Trent Brown, the offensive, the left tackle for the Cowboy. I mean, sorry, the left tackle for the the Patriots is going to be a free agent. Um, the Chiefs tag D Ford. Gasowski's a free agent too. Who? Stephen Gasowski. Yeah, but he hasn't played good the past season. I'm, I'm just. He'll probably get. It wouldn't surprise me if the the Bears or the Browns go after him. I would like the Cowboys to make a run out. I mean, kicker's obviously not a top priority, but God, he'd be a nice get. But I'm more worried about Earl Thomas and other things. But he's yeah. a, it's it's more of a dream. I think the safety, man, the safety market, there's a ton of good safeties. Um, Earl Thomas, Landon Collins, Ha Ha, um, uh, forgot his name, um, Benny Vicaro from, from the Titans. He played decent last year. Um, Eddie, you know, Eric Whittle. There's so much talent there. Um, it's going to be, because last season there was, you know, there was talent, but it wasn't like this season and players didn't get paid at that position. We'll see how this that affects this year. Um, Chase, is there anything you want to bring up? Um, no, nah, I think we're good right now. Are we good? Yeah. Well, with that, we'll end our, our uh, talk, and then potentially tomorrow we'll do an update mock with you. Um, we'll go through, and uh, potentially between 10, we'll do 10 picks or 32. We're not sure yet. Um, we'll be sharing that. I think Chase has some news to share. Um, Chris Manning from uh, NBA 2K TV, and um, newly of NBA 2K TV, he was formerly of uh, 2K uh, creating the video game. He uh he'll be on with us hopefully Thursday or Friday. We're still working out the details there, but uh, we're, when we hear back from him, uh, we're hopefully gonna get him on and and that'll be fun. Um, and then we will make um free agent predictions um again, but this time we're gonna lock them in. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put them down since now we know who's a free agent. And now we'll see who's right. And, and, and how we're gonna we we're gonna get a point score, and then we'll make fun, we'll we'll have to do some sort of betting on what happened. We'll probably none of us will probably get get it right. Yeah. We'll probably miss all of them. Or we'll end up getting the same amount. Yeah. Like, we're probably going to both say the Cowboys for Earl Thomas. Yeah, and that's going to be end up being wrong. And he'll probably be wrong. He probably ends up signing with, like, you know, the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs. Which is things. an interesting place for him. But nonetheless, because they, they had looked at potentially trading for him last offseason before he got injured. Um, but we'll let you go. Have a good Tuesday. Have a good day, guys.